in the outside and Ice Bath up the inside. Cascadian wide out. Dallasan through the centre. Ice Bath along the rails. It's Ice Bath and Cascadian. Ice Bath, Cascadian. I think Jamie Carr's won it. Welcome to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined by the punters punter, DK. Hi, Scooty. Yes, a big career today. Here we are. Packed house today. Darcy Spinks, you're back. Yes, hey guys. Hey guys. And Nico Noonan fresh off a little hit and run mission at Bendigo. Happy hunting ground for you, yeah. Nico. I, I'm starting to love Bendigo after the last two times I've been there. It might become my favourite uh, provincial town here in Victoria. So uh, happy to get back there. I think we're racing there next Wednesday as well. So we'll oh. be back there. Um, no, good day out yesterday. Good track, isn't it? Nursery of champions for a reason. Beautiful big track and every, horse, every horse gets their chance. And yeah, 100%. They run right distances and yeah, things like that. Good quality horses, good trainers go there, so good joint to bet. $20 winner yesterday, Nico. David O'Pray, yes, ex-Albrick jockey. The skilled cat, I think his name was, yeah. uh, just weaving through the pack there late. So uh, I've got yeah. something out there. I think we found four winners from the yard or back four winners. Might have five on top. So wow, yeah, pretty good day out. Um, like I said, I'm starting to love Bendigo. I'm, I'm keen to get back there next Wednesday, but we've got to get through uh, a big Saturday this week. Happy hunting ground for you to uh, yeah, we, we, we hit don't the tar- doubt Nick. We hit the target there. Don't doubt Nick. Don't doubt, doubt DK. But uh, yeah, that was good. That was we... I was a bit dirty myself with that horse. We fell into him in a thousand metre maiden first up, and I sort of got a bit of a rule. I don't play in thousand metre maidens, but I really like that horse. Mm-hmm. So I had to stick with him yesterday and um, bolted in. Bolted yeah, him. Absolutely the, bolted yeah, in. We've got the last 400 up on the screen yeah. now, and it was uh, it was pretty easy watching. There was a big spruik around for the Hawks horse in the orange, but don't now Nick's in the uh, the Tigers colours just tigers. on the fence there, and I was surprised that uh, they let him have the fence. Yeah, well, oh, well, I was hoping that was on the cards, but um, again, a really good ride kicking up, holding. We saw that again with the horse I had at uh, Werribee on Saturday, Kerrioth, kicking up at the right tempo. Got the first starter, who's green, coming after it, trained by Fonk. I'm a, sorry, I mean Wayne Hawks. So it was even <laughs> even sweeter to beat him after he's been gobbling off all week, putting K McAvoy. But that was a very soft win. That's a, you know, it's a nice horse, good trainer, Graham Big. So that was how we like him to win, Scooty. Exactly, exactly. And it's been a uh, it's been a big week. Jamie Carr's stolen the uh, stolen the headlines. There's a lot of a lot of talk and banter over Twitter about this silencing. I think we spoke about it last week. You know, it was something about like media appearances and all this like nonsense and garbage through the Twitter sphere. And yeah, I'm not sure that it was it was cleared up. But um, Jamie's allowed to do whatever she likes. Right. She's it's an t- absolute superstar. Typical racing New South Wales. You know, they yeah. probably would have wanted her standing on the Opera House getting 20 photos a whole afternoon. Mm. This and that. You know, layering up, which she probably wants to prepare and keep to herself and do her thing and stay in her routine. So, you know, she's a star. She. Won the big race, which is even better. Yeah. But, um, and she's, I think she's staying down, she's going to stay down here and stay down here the next couple of weeks. She was just a hit and run mission. Yeah, she's just a great example of letting her riding do the talking, isn't yeah. she? She doesn't have to come out and do the media. She just comes out and wins the big group ones, and that's how she goes about it. I'm pretty sure she won a race at Cranbourne on Friday night. On one of their horses, mm-hmm. and she was got quite emotional about it. She goes, so, This is the slowest horse in our stable. Yeah. And to get her to win, and, you know, we've put so much work into them because her and her partner, Clayton Douglas, do a, they're a, he's a jockey but also a trainer. Um, yeah, so she got. A, I'd say she got nearly got as big a kick out of it winning as winning the Group One. Mm, you heard the uh, the Doncaster call in our intro today, but let's get up with the final four hundred. It was sort of findable, Cascadian. Obviously, the Jamie Carr switch is pretty uh, pretty notorious, and it was twenty one dollars, I think, into about I don't know, was it thirteen dollars or eleven dollars or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the run was huge in the George Ryder, and then it was just against a, the pattern. Uh, yeah, against the pattern. It was just a case of how far this horse is going to have to get back. But we saw in the replay, like he's midfield here. He usually sits last and mm. has to come around him and Jay Carr just an absolute freak at getting these horses on um, look it's like a gear change isn't it Jay yeah, Carr on first time absolutely. she gets him out of the barriers and this is a horse who usually sits back and he was midfield and just weaved his way through the field I thought it was a 
sensational ride, to be it honest. It was interesting that all, the first four in the run all had similar. They, they drew the four inside gates, mm. all saved the ground, had got great rides, because um, outside barriers sort of came to the fore in a few other races there, but this particular race, mm. those first four across the line drew the drew the inside barriers, all well-ridden to save ground and all that sort of thing, but um, Dallas and Scooty? I was, uh, I was very excited. I was just coming out of the uh, Mossman Gorge and I was trying to dash down to the car park so I could get phone reception because I had him I loaded up the place and then I had him something at 50s and it sort of got like nibbled into $34 but yeah I, I was wrapped with the place price I thought he was nearly a, like a great bet I bet up the place and he just had a really interesting setup he had new I think it was like the new market handicap which was never going to suit him and then he went to the George Ryder which off the new market he probably needed another run under his belt he's ended up running good enough there and you know sort of got held up and then the further out in distance he goes the better he goes because he had that you know he's beaten a length uh, behind very early and over 2,000 meters so he's a very very good horse and a horse called Russia, Russian uh, Camel Toe or Russian Camelot he was the one that went past him in the derby that time. So he's he's a genuine yeah. racehorse. And then all of a sudden he's going from weight for age conditions back to a handicap and he's got an inside draw. Like the only thing that beat me was someone like Jamie Carr. If you had Jay Carr on, I guess he starts probably $15 and the place $12 is never there. But Stubby Holder did as good as he can. And um, it's interesting, he's on the backup this week, but back to weight for age set up uh, for, for this, yeah, it this week. Go, it does doesn't it? look his go, so it's probably time to, he's up there to, anyway, to jump so off probably, him. But yeah, again, yeah, from a punning perspective, you can see why they're throwing the rolling the dice as the mm. connections yeah so it was almost uh almost a fill up but uh yeah it's been uh it's been a really good week and yeah it just seems like the whole uh all the boys have got a little bit of momentum fletcher's going good you're going enormous dk with your uh i was at the uh hobart airport on sunday night <laughs> just launching a few of fletcher's at in so uh that was a good result there i think the one that chad schofield might have won i can't remember yeah, its David name Hayes, it's one through but weaving right. through the field uh that was a good result there with the boys just at the uh, hobart airport so fletcher's airborne yeah and i think he's got a winner overnight as well so anytime yeah. that fletcher's asian set finds something deep into the market Gee, the strike rate's dynamite. I think it was like 260, mm. 260 into 230 runner last night. So yeah. well, keep that strike rate. That's what I'm trying to do, you know. So I think, you know, less, less bets, more winners seems to be a, a good pattern. And, you know, I think for, especially for tipping services, I think, you know, people like to have winners rather than, say, value, yep. you know, where you need to have a lot of bets and things like that. So probably trying to focus more around that this month, Scooty. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll get the graphic up on the screen. You can see that DK's gone seven out of the last nine winners, and that's his April record. So we're still offering the uh, the dots. It's funny because it's only a dollar ten. You can still get involved. It's a dollar ten to sample DK subscription. So those prices won't last. And uh, once we get to May and June onwards, we need to do the right thing by DK, and uh, we'll need to pay full tote. So make sure you jump on board and support him. Today's show is going to be a belter. We've got uh, Morfield starting to heat up with their carnival. Got beat the bagman. He was amazing last week he had a 440 winner Reynolds that just ran, led the whole way and then you were both uh, you, you both potted the favourite uh, in the other big race the Guineas and, and all of a sudden you found the $11 winner Royal Mile yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's just a just a racer so he's sort of the horse that all us analysts just sort of just find because he just does something every start yep. finds the line every start he's a trier mm. just that sort of horse that professional punters like the models mightn't find him yep. but guys who watch the races feel the races watch him 
you know, you'll find him. And um, and it was also just potting a favourite there. I, mean, I don't know what price it went up. Two, it was like two. It was Express, to Express, three thirty. Yeah, Express like in the market too. So mm. no, he, he's, he's got his eye in bag, man. Yeah, I think uh, if if we did the uh, the, the P and L for all the tipsters on the show, I think he'd be going as better yeah, as I good as been, anyone. Yeah, he's, he's been, absolutely just, dynamite. I was thinking back the moment, to the previous few out. weeks and. He tipped that Bo Rosser mm. when it was, I think it was resuming or something in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. And, it and came, then came over here. Bolted in over here. Yeah. So $1.90 on Saturday at Caulfield. Yeah. So, so it was interesting um, to see what he's doing. the right horses for sure. Yeah. Got this to, week. Got to, uh, got to be betting at the moment. And it's a great time to do it. Caulfield, we've got Nico stepping in for Casey. He's stuck in the UK. He's over to Aintree. He's, I don't know what he's doing. Is he? Yeah, he's, still, he? he's still over in the UK. Is he? He, go, he can't yeah. go to the races over there, can you? No, I don't know what he's doing, but um, I, I think he's God, just no, so doing a bit of a tour. It's a mystery to me what he's doing over there. he's going to a wedding. It's a wedding. Yeah, wedding. I mean, <laughs> it, what would it cost to get over there and back at the moment and flights and everything? It must be It must be, it must be his best mate or someone, or someone else's pain. We've got uh, Mark Lamborn. He's going to preview the big group ones. We've got the uh, Sydney Cup and we've got the Queen Elizabeth. They are absolute crackers. And we've got a really good handle on the form. It all sort of ties in. It should be crystal clear for us. It, uh, it is going to be a fat show. And I'm tipping that uh, your wallets at home are fat if you're following all the tipsters on this show. But uh, if you're doing the form, Das. Puntingform.com.au, Australia's best online form guide and database. The biggest, best Oh, sorry. The biggest and best. Sorry. Start again. The other <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Puntingform.com.au, Australia's best online form guide and database. The biggest and best betting syndicates use Punting Form's raw data and you can access it too. And Nico Noonan, myself and DK all use Punting Form. It is so simple, so easy. You cannot delete it off your uh, computer. It all lives in the cloud. It is absolutely bomb-proof. We can barely turn on a computer, some of us guys in here, so it must be that easy. We're going to take a short little break, and we're going to talk Adelaide next. We're going to talk to Beat the Bagman, who's absolutely on fire. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got Nico Noonan and Darcy Spinks here with the punters punter, DK. And in the little break, we've had a little 30-minute stop-go penalty, which means that we can't get Shane Adair on the show. We've had a technical glitch, and hopefully that uh, bodes as well. We've fixed it now for Mark Lambon in his next segment, but we're going to have to uh, fly without Shane Adair, who's been absolutely flying. He's given us his tips off-air, so me, uh, DK, and Nico will just have to uh, wiggle our way through Adelaide. So apologies, we're not as shrewd as Beat the Babian, but as I said, we have got his tip. So let's look at race six, the Rodelva Stakes in Adelaide. It's an 1100 metre race. There are some very, very familiar names. Darcy, our odds are up on the screen now. The first one there is... Yep, so we have Instant Celebrity, $3.10 into $3. Menhage, $6 into $5.50. Montessera, $5.50. Maliva, yep. $8, now $8.50. Interesting, uh, hot little stakes race here. There's a couple of different angles. We're going to uh, jump the jump to the trial of instant celebrity here. The last 400 of its trial. He, she's uh, she's a horse that uh, come out for the Phillies uh, Guineas, and she's just in behind them here. And we'll just see how she works along. Yeah, she's Nico. just in the red there. Camel Pass is the leader, so this is a pretty sharp piece of work. Just look at her motor home the last 300 metres here, punters, and just look at her action. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I just looked at this trial before, and I, was, I thought it was pretty red hot, to be honest. I always kind of thought she was better at these spring sort of trips. They stretched it out to the mile sort of in the spring, and she ran a really good race over the 1400 there at Caulfield. But, gee... Um, I was kind of hoping she'd head to like a Coolmore during the spring, that Ascot Vale Stakes, and uh, be highly competitive there. So 1,100 metres first up, that trial, um, yeah, there's no knocks there for sure. Yeah, she looks cherry ripe for a, um, he's a great first up trainer, Philip Stokes, he gets them ready. 
Um, yeah, she looked. She looked. Uh, I didn't really need to go much further in that race. Yeah, Minaj was uh, one last start, and if you go deeper into the form of Minaj, there's a, a good little effort behind September Run, but. I'd still think instant celebrity at this distance and at her best has it covered, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. I think your price might hold up given she's given them weight. So she's got 58 kilos here, like Muntasira's down there uh, on the minimum of 54. She's been a little bit disappointing this prep. She had a really hot trial leading in as well at Cranbourne, but her last start, um, I don't know, didn't sell me at Mooney Valley there where she just kind of got back and hit the line. So yeah, instant celebrity, Shane's all over it. So uh, yeah, it looks hard to beat. Mm, Believer beat Lyre last start and you got another one of yours, uh, Capriccio, coming off that high SP win. Yeah, she got scratched that scratched. day at Caulfield. I liked her. Um, I think the plan was to run her that day at Caulfield, then go to this race. So she might just be a run behind there. But, um, yeah, recent jump out was very sharp as well. Might, might be sort of a place hope, but, yeah, I'd be following Shane in there, punters. Mm, Shane there likes instant celebrity there at $3. You've got DK and Nico all rubber stamping that too off that red-hot trial with uh, Kemal Parser winning. And that's who's come up favourite in the next one in the Irwin Stakes. Race 8 is the next race we'll preview there. Market movers, thanks to topsport.com.au, Das. So we have Kemal Parser at $3, Exhilarates at $4.20, Hummer Hummer at $6.50, and Hey Doc at $7.50. Yeah, we just saw uh, Instant Celebrity go past it and probably trialled better than Kemal Parser. I think this uh, looks rock bottom odds here, but I think the replay that we're going to get up here is the replay of Kemal Parser in the Oakley Plate. Quite a big run here. It's ended up running fourth in a Group 1 handicap. And now... Uh, no, they ran third, didn't it? Didn't it get to run the place? Yeah, yeah, third or fourth, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... no, that's a, that's... There it is in the white face with the, uh, the white sleeves and uh, blue hoops and the blue cap coming down the outside. Just a consistent gelding, isn't he? He always tries his sort of best. Um, he went around this day at around 30s, and now he's sort of taken $3. I don't know if this is a, a much weaker race, but there is a few horses here that have a fair bit of talent, and like we sort of saw before, the trial, like it wasn't outstanding. It was okay work, but you definitely say instant celebrity is going better. Um, look, $3, it looks short enough for mine. Um, I sort of didn't want to be backing him at $3, that's for sure, just with the... Like, he's a very well-exposed horse these days. Um, I thought Exhilarates might be your horse. I thought a recent Flemington jump out was good. Um, good horse fresh and gets Todd Panel here. He's probably one of the better riders at the meeting. So I thought maybe lean that way. And it's a pretty tricky race, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, similar. Yeah, oh, similar. Nick. Exhilarates, good fresh, good 1,100. Off a nice uh, jump out. But, um, yeah, they're both, they're both they're a bit short, I thought, in the early market. That, which is what the early markets do these days. They zero in on those plenty of percentage in those first couple of chances so um, I think does Shane like something of value here I think it might be yeah he, he, he likes one outside the market no I'll just talk about uh, Hummer Hummer it's got the uh, the Maliva and the Liar form it's dual accepted too though isn't it yeah she's still... down at Caulfield too yeah. yeah so interesting to see which way they go I notice uh, Hay Doc was heavily backed in the Money Valley Knights notice it did pull up lame as well Nico's got a bit of a, a worry oh. about a seven year old girl late the, the place completely gone Can't completely leave. gone late the place punters mm. easiest bet of the weekend Wow, that is confidence. I wouldn't be surprised. I couldn't write him off. He's a very, very good horse. But, uh, yeah, we've found, uh, or Shane Adair has found one outside the market in uh, Savoxetil. It is first up. It's trialled in behind Instant Celebrity and Kemal Passer. Also, it was in the uh, the green with the yellow band there. And I think you're looking at around uh, $9. I think it's been $10 into $9. With Just completely sport. rejuvenated his career. This was he used to run up at uh, Darwin. And Alice sure Springs. He's a Darwin yeah. Cup winner. Or Alice, he's at least an Alice Springs Cup winner, I think, from memory. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, off the red dirt, now down to the grass. And uh, McAvoy, Over he the had a good trips. prep, last prep. Yeah, yeah. Really he's, got, he's got some figures there, so... 
Yeah, no. It's, it was really well back one day at Caulfield. I think it might have been Blue Sapphire Day um, in the sprint race there. So, yeah, there's definitely enough there to suggest that he could be running a race for sure. Mm, very, very interesting. But, uh, yeah, Kemmel Passer looks a little bit too short. So the guys here like Exilerates and Suboxetil, if you were playing. DK? Another very interesting runner, which uh, who's over there this week, is that uh, the good horse from over here, Stenheim. It couldn't have been more impressive in its two wins, but I think it drew 20 or 20, Nico. Yeah, visitors draw 20 or 20. <laughs> so she'll come into 16, probably once the emergencies come out. Well, she's what, been 245 into 230 with top sport. Um, you'd think the price probably holds up with that draw, but... Um, I'd rather have drawn 16 than one, that's for sure. Absolutely. Just a big striding sort of filly. I know the stable's got a huge opinion of her, so if she goes there and wins, it's going to be uh, no shock at all. Mm. That was uh, yeah, it was a sight to behold, roaring down the outside at Sandown that day. But even, even just monstered them. And its maiden win was just... just Enormous. Enormous. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Group it could be very smart all over. Very smart all over. Mm, so that's in the Aurea Stakes. That's race seven, number seven, Stenheim, and that's been two forty-five into two dollars thirty at topsport.com.au. So to recap, there, instant celebrity is the, uh, the absolute get-on bet there for the Redelva Stakes, and we'll try and uh, get sure get uh, Shane Adair on next week. The Morfordville Carnival just keeps heating up, and he's absolutely on fire. As I said earlier, I think if we did the PNL on everyone that's been on the show, he has been the form horse, and him and John Kelton absolutely smashed the big in the Money Valley Nights. We're going to take a little bit of a break, but if you're betting this weekend, ask... Topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookmaker you can trust and bet with topsport.com.au. We've got uh, Sydney Racing up next with Mark Lamborn. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got DK, the punter's punter, Darcy Spinks and Nico Noon in studio. And it's time to talk the championships, the all-important championships up at Rainwick. And we've got Mark Lamborn joining us again from Racing Rant. How are you, Mark? Uh, very good, Scoot. And uh, that was uh, quite uh, the intro, wasn't it, Rainwick? Um, we've had uh, really good weather since uh, last Saturday Derby Day, which was a lot wetter, or the track was a lot uh, damper than I expected. Certainly towards heavy last Saturday. Uh, the track has dried out to be firm uh, but we're, um, we're we've got some eyes on on a few scuds that are going to come through tomorrow morning principally and possibly Saturday morning with the likelihood of uh, a bit of a southerly breeze and an over, overcast conditions for day two mm, it, uh, I'm actually praying for some rain and that'll uh, be made clear in the next couple of minutes but let's get straight into it the Sydney Cup is a I think it's a really good uh, renewal of this race. Darcy, we'll get the uh, the market and the odds up courtesy of Top Sport. Where's the money going? Yep, so we have Favourite Moon, $6. Realm of Flowers, $6.50. She's Ideal, $8. Southern France, $8. And Miami Bound, $9.50. Mm, interesting uh, little market. Uh, five to one the field there. And to get people up to speed, if you've been living under rocks, some replays, some key replays here, we'll, uh, we'll get Mark's thoughts when they're playing. So the Manning Cup's the first one with Favourite Moon, Sacramento, and Realm of Flowers charging down the outside. Talk us through this one, Mark. Okay, so uh, we saw last week at Randwick that uh, the Rose Hill form that uh, went okay at Randwick was the stuff that where runners were raced off the rails during the run. So Favourite Moon, obviously, box-seated all the way, came out after the leader, but Realm of Flowers was the run of the Rose Hill Carnival. You just couldn't do what she did, and uh, she is obviously an eye-catcher for this style of race, having had the uh, good old two-mile prep of the... Uh, 
the Sandown Cup. Um, that uh, favourite moon, of course, uh, resembles his stablemate of last year, whose name just escapes me, came into this race as favourite and was somewhat disappointing. Um, there is a theory about the uh, the shippers from overseas that, um, that jet travel actually at enhances their performance uh, of course humans tend not to uh, experience that but uh, i'd suggest that favorite moon was very very well suited there and uh, there'll be plenty looking to reach for him uh, realm of flowers the um the eye catcher out of that race and probably the, the only one to uh, to feature out of the manion hmm. i think i find a leg when i jump on a plane maybe it is the jet fuel and uh, maybe it's just getting out of freezing cold Melbourne. Let's have a look at the other... Uh, I love that Marx is full of angles. Now he's got an angle about horses getting on a plane. I'm going to have to try and figure that one out. But here's the Tancred Stakes. We've got She's Ideal, Miami Bound and Southern France. Talk us through this replay, Mark. Okay, okay so there obviously are uh, a number of runners coming out of the Tancred into this race. It is a traditional lead-up. I will say that traditionally the horse you look to lay out of the Tancred is the best finish. Um, it's a weird sort of um, setup because you've got handicappers using the Tancred as a lead up and most of them are obviously dropping in seriously in kilos coming into the, uh, the handicap of the Sydney Cup. But yes, my experience over the last 30 years is actually to be to, to lay the best finish in the lead up, which is she's ideal in this case. And um, uh, as I mentioned previously, Rose Hill was very, very, very sympathetic to um to rails dwellers and this race was no uh no different uh we had um a horse we'll talk about in, in the in relation to queen elizabeth uh, sir dragon a obviously uh, sitting rails two back uh, she's ideal sat um rails mid back uh, miami bound was off the rails in the run spirit ridge obviously led on the fence uh, southern france was off the rails chapada was off the rails the chosen one was absolute forgive three deep throughout uh, sound raced outside the leader and Shra O uh, had a, had another problem. So she's ideal, certainly the horse to oppose coming into this race. Uh, Miami Bound looks looks like she's got a sense of timing, um, and Southern France is uh, is not so much the flashing light horse, but in terms of the setup, having a break between the Chipping Norton and into the twenty four hundred, and then J Mac book for the Sydney Cup. Mar and Eustace, how do you bloody beat them? Uh, I can understand the absolute appeal of Southern France and honourable mentions to Chapada, the chosen one and sound. It looks um, a fertile uh, lead up with the um, with the proviso that um, that uh, she's ideal is the horse that I'm going to oppose. Yeah. DK? Yeah, well, just like the Derby, this, it'll be the, the Melbourne staying form to the fore up there. It's just, dom <laughs> just dominant it is. So, yeah, Thanks, Mr. Mays. Realm, of, <laughs> Realm of Flowers and Miami Bound for me, they're the, they're the ones. But Southern France, I mean, Kieran Mar, we've been talking, it's been public, his record over 2,000 metres is just unbelievable. Oh, enormous. Like, they're absolutely flying 2,000 metres plus. He kind of looks a sour horse to my eye, Southern France. Like, did go around 26 bucks in a Melbourne Cup a few years ago. Like, he's a high-class horse, and I think now they're getting him back, like, the 16 up to 2,400. Like Mark said, that's a fair jump. Now he's had that run. Um, off the rails there. I think he might be the one, but yeah, Realm of Flowers. I'm, I'm sort of warming to a two-bet play here, Realm of Flowers in Southern France. I think that might be the way I'll sort of dutch up the race. 
Mm, I've been uh, keeping an eye on Miami Bound for the last couple of runs, and she was terrific in the Australian Cup first up. She had a quiet run in the Ramvit, and if you go back through a Tancred replay, she was like she was wide and wide throughout, and she actually didn't really get exposed to the 300 metre mark, and she's only had 300 metres to sort of gun a horse like Sir Dragon A down. All of a sudden, drops back to handicap conditions off that run. And if there was any bit of rain around, I know she goes much better on a, a track with the uh, the rain cut out of it, so a soft surface. But the way she hit the line on the good four last time, to me, suggests that she's absolutely wound up. I've nearly got the M word next to her. I think I, I'm very, very keen this horse. I, I think that Realm of Flowers is huge, but Miami Bound, if you go have a look at that replay a couple of times, she was absolutely scintillating. I think she was the best lead-up run to my eye, and I've got a massive opinion of um, Realm of Flowers, but th this is the one I've found. I, I love chosen uh, the Chosen One as a horse, but if you have a look at how the Chosen One and Miami Bound hit the line, there's only one horse that I can be on, Mark. Yes, you've made a, a very, very, uh, very good case there for the Mayor, and, uh, you know, Unfortunately, it does carry Craig Williams, who does win his share of these races, but uh, let's hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's kick across to the Queen Elizabeth. This is an absolute corker. Uh, I'm not sure what's happening with the Kieran Mar stable. They, they must be on the uh, the Jamie Carr. Let's promote the championships. They're they're pitting this as uh, a big welterweight clash, Sir Dragon A versus Adabay and or Darby, sorry. Or yeah, well, and they they do have connections through owners to mm. to to companies who do billboards so they've used it obviously used that connection but good on them for getting on the front foot and doing a bit of promotion but oh, um outstanding I'm, uh, this yeah. if this was a race that you're going to promote like any race this season this spring whatever autumn this would be the race like this is a sensational race a day would be very elegant then you throw in the cox plate winner it's a dragon a the also mile winner mugger too like this is a hot hot race so mm. i think any promotion for this race is outstanding topsport.com.au the odds please das Yep, so we have Very Elegant, $2.70, now $2.40. Adayab, $2.60, now $3. Mugatu, $7, now $6.50. Sir Dragon A, $7.50, now $6.50. And Mwanga, $26, now $15. We've already seen the lead up of uh, Sir Dragon A here, and we've already seen the replay of the Doncaster. Mwanga did not really feature. We saw Mugatu labouring the big weight. He was in the mix there, but the replay we're going to get up here is Adayab. A BB, or I still can't say its name properly. Adeeb, and very, Adeeb, Adeeb. And in the uh, in the lead up here, we'll get the replay rolling, and Mark can talk us through that. Um, well, Adeeb uh, didn't really travel that very uh, very well in the run. He set outside the leader, so this is uh, the race that um, came up previously, and very very elegant was perfectly ridden by J-Mac and uh, had his measure early in the straight. Obviously, Adib fought back and Sir Dragon A just worked to the line nicely in this race, obviously not yet uh, at the level that the other two were at in terms of his condition. Um, so that's Angel of Truth back on the inside there in the uh, in the pink colours. Um, uh, that race was run on what I would describe as a five. Uh, were they to get on to a three on Saturday, uh, which is problematic um you know we, we haven't seen a deep on a on a surface without giving it and um he does appear to to to, to um to relish the more um give the better so um and you would have said that very elegant is perhaps in the same boat uh and i would have also thought that Dragonay was uh, not necessarily mm. a dry tracker throwing mugger too so maybe they're <laughs> all on the level um there was an issue with a deep prior to that 
uh, run in terms of some sort of lameness, but I'm told that, that he's always like that. So I'm not going to use that as an excuse. Um, I, I think there was little there. Look, there's been little between them in their three clashes. Um, certainly very elegant, try, finally got one over him and doesn't have to come back from the 2400 of the Tancred like she did last year. So I'd stick them together again. Uh, I'm surprised that she's been marked favourite just ahead of Adib at the moment. But yes, it's a situation where I just have to sit on the fence and say I'll put them together and I'll back whichever of those two gets significantly longer than the other. Uh, so we'll wait to see what happens there in the last few minutes of betting. As far as the other two main chances are concerned, um, uh, they, they they seem to be well found. Uh, Mugger 2, I mean, we came into the Doncaster last week suggesting that he was best fresh, best at a mile, and now he's got the seven-day backup mm. and, and, and on the dry surface. Um, it's a bit hard to really drill down and say, well, that's better than um, what we thought was good last week. Um, I'm very much on the fence in this race. It's like I'll mark the two favourites equal. I think that um, whilst the other two have claims, I'm, I'm not promoting them in a big way. And the wild card is obviously the horse that just didn't go last week, Mwanga, um, who's got a tidy little profile. The three-year-olds appear to be have been uh, well held this season so uh, I guess that's against him but uh, he's going to be 25 to 1 tomorrow so he's going to carry something of mine simply because of the price if nothing else mm. Nico? What do you make of the map here Mark um, with Samadout coming out does that leave a Adaib sort of with an uncontested lead and if so maybe the market sort of might push back in his corner there uh, late? Yeah certainly there is uh, there's no established speed here so uh, Adib could well take it up um you know I think that J-Mac has been very focused on, uh, on on how to ride very elegant and what to do with her so he won't he he he's he's sort of uh, reached the um the stage of her career where he's just going to use her as he tactically needs to so I'd suggest that if Adib goes too slowly uh, Adib would be better off with a pacemaker for mine given that he's a He's very, very good, uh, high-class dower horse. It's an interesting one. Uh, Danny O'Brien nearly pulled off an absolute miracle in the derby. I was all over it last uh, last weekend, and that was young Werther. He had blinkers first time, and I'm looking down the page, and Dave has got blinkers first time, DK. Mm. This is one of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's going to go to the front. He's blinkers a good horse. I mean, he's got big figures without it, but yeah. But um, we sort of you like blinkers to bring about some sort of improvement. Um, but he's he's pretty well exposed and things like that. But uh, it'll be a great race. I mean, yeah, but it's going to be a great race. Love love watching the great races, and uh, it's going to be one of them. The uh, Cox Plate winner um, up against um, you know uh, the, the mayor one. that um, has now won multiple multiple Group Ones, plus the uh, Queen Elizabeth winner of last year, and it's just a cracker, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And we, got, uh, we won't mention that five million dollar race. <laughs> <laughs> and Dallas Ann, it's uh, $34. I might have to have a tiny little mental health bit just back in to win a thousand. I'd be absolutely sick if he got beaten at 50s in the Doncaster and I didn't sort of uh, follow up at the cricket score rides. He'll probably keep drifting. So is anyone betting here? Or yeah, are we going to sit on the fence? No, I think, I think Mark's got the gambler's attitude. I think he's going to throw the coins up in the air and whoever's the biggest, he can't split them. So he's going to try and uh, hope that the market makes a mistake. And I, I sort of don't mind that angle. If one pops out to $4, he's going to snap all those odds up. But I sort of like that. True gambler. Well, they did look. They ran 5-4 to four and 5-2 to two in the lead up. So, mm. um, you know, the best that very elegant can be is the same price as a deep. Yeah. 
I don't mind that. Mm. Very okay. good. Thanks, Mark. Any final thoughts or? Look, uh, we've got a very good-looking Oaks as well. Um, uh, with um, you know, we saw last week, obviously on a stickier surface, uh, how staying prowess came to the fore in the uh, in the Derby. Uh, Montefilia has had the uh, the twenty four hundred better run. She's on the quick back up there, and we've got a real question mark hanging over the Storm Queen yet again. The pearl that um, I uh, mentioned in relation to the Sydney Cup is in the Storm Queen. You lay the best finish in the Storm Queen in the uh, in the in the Oaks, which is obviously Hungry Heart. Very elegant has did overcome that hoodoo two years ago, three years ago. But um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd suggest that that Storm Queen looks a bit ugly because we had the favourite, very very well suited Harmony Rose, but perhaps went too fast in the lead, but was somehow rounded up impossibly given the uh, the way the track played by Hungry Heart. So I'd be looking away from that lead up, looking towards Montefilia and the, the Kiwi mare, I mean, Kiwi filly, sorry, Jamie Richards just seems to have every good horse that comes out of New Zealand. And uh, she's still in her first preparation, but she's had that tw- uh, last start 2400 metre run as well. So um, that's the way I'm playing the Oaks. Nico? Yeah, I'm keen here. I thought Bargain was an each way moral. Uh, <laughs> I love the run in the Adrian Knox, hitting the line there, gets J-Mac on here, gets a much cosier run from barrier number one. She'll run 2,400 metres, no doubt. I actually did this race in a bit of depth. I was with Mark. I thought the sort of Storm Queen, um, just with them coming home and, you know, 13s, their last 200, just they could be flat out of that race. Harmony Rose and Hungry Heart. Amarilina, I thought she looks a bit more sort of brilliant, sort of 2,000 metres below. Like, she's on second Aegon in the Cracker Millions there. Um, her stuff over further probably isn't as good, but she could be suited getting back onto a dry surface. I don't think Montefilly runs 2,400, so... I'm all over this uh, bargain. Each way moral here, punters. I'm super keen. I think this is the best bit of the day, to be honest. I love the confidence there. It is a cracking 10-race card. So if you're anywhere near Randwick, make sure you get down. Percy Sykes looks a cracker. The Queen of the Turf probably runs around... Uh, in in one of the undercards, it is an absolute feast of racing. And big thanks to Mark from Racing Rant, R- Racing Rant for joining us yet again. You'll find me in the octagonal bar. Anyone that wants to come looking for me, <laughs> buy him a drink. He'll uh, hopefully uh, you owe him one off some of his mail either today or a previous show. Make sure you check out Racing Rant. Those guys are great. They are fearless commentary on Sydney racing, and that's what we support. We absolutely love that. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and we'll talk about Caulfield next with Nico Noonan and DK. Welcome back to Beck Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK, the punters punter, Darcy Spinks, and Nico Noonan with me. It feels like we've been going for about four hours in here. We've had tech glitches. We're all over the shop, but uh, we're going to plow into the Caulfield card. I tell you what, it's great racing in Sydney, but the Caulfield card is just as meaty. And the first race we're going to look at is the opener. So Nico Noonan is keen to build your bank early. He thinks that he has found... Uh, a good thing in the first in the Vobus Gold Heath over 2,000 metres. Odds courtesy of topsport.com.au, Das. Yep, we have Muhammad Deus at $2.05 and now $2. Fancyful Toff, $3.60 and Moonlight Maid, $8. Yeah, the uh, replay that you wanted us to put up here, Nico, is Muhammad Deus' last start. His last 400 here. Talk us through the replay now. Yeah, this is in a real fast run Easter Cup um, where the leader went out about what, 15 lengths above there, Don V. And I thought this was probably as good a lead up as you're going to find for this race. Um, we just see him sort of weaving through the pack there, coming out, hitting the line. Persan runs second. Hangman's a consistent horse. Um, he struggles to win, but the form's good enough for a race like this. Um, he's run 
you know, first and second up this prep were enormous. You know, I'm forgiving the Albury Cup. The riding was back on the wall at Caulfield, stays at the home track, keeps Luke Curry aboard. The only knock here would be the potential of a slowly run race, like out of a real fast one. But hopefully Willow and Queen Ladeva with uh, Stacky aboard just put a bit more pressure on Willow with Joanne Doe. Um, and then Barry the Baptist and hopefully declares war kick up and it's a genuine run 2,000 metre race. If it's a genuine run 2,000 metre race, they probably won't beat him. Um, yeah, Evans looks a respectable price. I think the only way he gets beat is if they walk out in front and he just has a bit too much to do. But if it's a fast run race, um, he will be very, just a very genuine, just a, no, just a nice nice tempo. Yeah, if they do, if as long as they don't go bloody 16 lengths below to the 600 metre mark or something like that, he'll be winning because uh, he's got a bit on these horses. Like Fansel Toffs back from 2,400 to 2,000, keeps Jay Carr. So hopefully that keeps him short in the market with the market just uh, looking to find her and... Uh, Ma Eustace absolutely flying. I'd much rather back him over 24 than 2,000. So he looks well short at 360. Moonlight Maid's a bit in the wilderness. Like, there's just no dangers here. Um, I th- like I said, I think the only thing that beats him is the race shape. And I think at $2, I th- I'm happy enough to take that bet, to be honest. The key the key here for me, the thing that stood out to me was the, the conditions of the race. How well he is. It's a set, so, set, so weight, well set weights and penalties race. Mm. And he's on level weight. So he's a, what's he, he's a 98 Raider, a clear top Raider. Uh, he's on level weights with Fanciful Top, who's like an 81 rater or something like that, you know. And a lot of other horses are inferior to him. So. Yeah, he's 12 rating points clear, and they're carrying the same weight. Carrying the so same weight. So he's just. He's I a mean, bit of a weight's moral, really. Yeah. Mm. So he's just. He's a bit of a midfield run on job, so just. But, um, yeah, but. Gee, I just, think anything above evens is a bet. Mm, I think he boxed on really, really well and showed a lot of character compared to his last few starts. So he, wasn't, me, he wasn't suited at all, but he over yeah. race. He got in between them. It was a. Just didn't didn't get suited, so that was he's him probably the, close to his top now. That was him the other day, the Caulfield two thousand, you know, running on. So yeah, Persan, what price would Persan be in this? Dollar mm. fifty. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> the next race we're going to have a look at is race seven, the Bella Street Bella Stakes over eleven hundred meters. Odds courtesy of Top Sport, Darth. Yeah, we have Alpha Oro at four dollars twenty, Ancestry five dollars, Sword of Mercy five dollars, Sister seven dollars, Liar eight dollars fifty, and Prophet's Thumb at ten dollars. The replay that we're going to call up on the screen now is Alpha Oro. Talk us through it, Nico. Yeah, I was against this horse. I actually made him my lay of the day uh, first up at Caulfield. Um, so I just thought these trials leading him were like really poor for a horse that usually jumps out and trials like a superstar. And then I worked it out once he came into the yard because he wasn't forward. Like, came into the yard and he was, he was just fat. Like, there's no other way to explain it. So the way he paraded that day, he has only going to improve. I was surprised he ran this good, to be honest. This is in a really fast run race. Um, first up over 1,000 metres. And for him to box on the way he did with how he paraded, he has so much improvement out of that run. So I think coming in here gets in with the very lightweight for Stackhouse. He's had the ride on the horse now. He knows him. Um, he gets the complete run of the race here. And we're talking about the weights before. Well, he's in very well in this race. Like, you look at sort of Ancestry. is a class horse in the race. He's got to carry 60 kilos. Like, Alpha Aura gets in with 54, and he probably gets the run of the race. So I sort of thought at $4.80 on a real tricky sort of day, like, there's still a few other chances in the race, but I think he can probably turn the tables on Sword of Mercy. She was kind of at her top last start. I don't think there's much improvement to come from the yard there. Lie doesn't win. Ancestry could be a bit in the wilderness, and he's got 60 kilos. Um, Rubasaki was the horse I had a good look at. Uh, I thought her trial was pretty good. Uh, she'll get back and charge the line, but I, I think it's sort of $4 plus. I think Alpha Oro, with the improvement he can take out of that last start run, um, I'm happy to back him at that price. Mm. It was obviously a deliberate tactic by uh, Matt Laurie to prepare him like that this prep, obviously. You know, he's, he's normally a guy who gets, you know, they're all reliable first up horses. Yeah, I think they're. 
I think they're looking to the Goodwood. Goodwood, so yeah. Previous yeah. sort of preparations, they had to get him up and going early to get his rating up. Now they've got the rating and, you know, can get into races like this. They didn't have to have him as forward. And I think that was purely the reason why he didn't jump out and trial like an absolute superstar. So I think second up, uh, he'll be ready to go and should be uh, getting the run of the race and be right in the finish. The thing that stood out to me about this race is it'll nearly be very similarly run to, and a, a similar map to that race there. So he has Sartorial Splendor leading. Mm. So Anders, Ancestry will roll along in the lead here. Sword of Mercy will be up behind it. And, and Alfa Oro trailing them. Oh, sort of thing, the right? He's just a stalker. So. He's a stalker. So, yeah, with that, but the fitness improvement is what he'd need to turn it around on Sword of Mercy. Which I think he has. So, um, yeah, I was kind of happy enough to take the price there. Like, I was hoping they missed him a bit more. But, um, yeah, I think 480 he's, is probably reasonable. I mean, he's a winner. They're, they're the real winner. He's 6 from 10. Ancestry's 9 from 16. They're proper winners, these horses. Oh, he's yeah. in a $4. Yeah, $4. Like, I think anything shorter than that's probably too short. But $4, I'd be happy to be. Fair record. Further back, he's finished his beaten fourth beaten 1.75 in a 10 yeah, like star his career. last go of the track and trip he started two dollar favor in a caulfield sprint against fabigino mm. and graf some real high class horses so yeah this this does look his race nice little uh set up there with the 54 kilos I th- yeah i thought sword of mercy had everything in its favor last start as well so i definitely uh expect uh especially Alfredo. considering alfaro wasn't it his fitness right that's probably why he didn't put a uh, big meeting there, the Bobus Gold meeting. Like, it's the big yeah, showcase meeting. Um, can be a trappy day. Nature Strip got beat on this day <laughs> a few years ago. There's a lot of short price favourites. Like, Mystic Quickie probably looks hard to beat earlier in the day. But, again, I think the race shape could probably beat him there. There's no speed in that race. So, mm. um, a few shorties on the day. I think Bo Star- Ross is a $1.75. Starry so. legend in the show. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm around it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was on Dead Set Empty at Bendigo over yeah. a 1,000. Now, it's, it's a... It's coming here. It was either go to the paddock or come to the million dollar race. Mm. Um, off the thousand metre races, scoot up to the twelve hundred. Yeah, you know some other horses, um, the tycoon horse and whatnot, look better set up for me at the twelve hundred. So I would be. I know it's not that short. It's nine to four or something, but. Um, but oh, it'd be one I'd be I'd be looking around Starry Legend. Yeah, mm. twelve hundred might just be a bridge too far for him at uh, this stage of his career. But yeah, I'd be. A lot of these horses on paper look very, very hard to beat on this card, and sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. So I'd be um, just with a bit of caution there, punters, for sure. One of Johnny Walters is coming down off that heavy track is arcaded as well. So mm. there's lots of different angles. Nico Noon stuff's only $11 per meeting. So Nico loves doing the yard, and he bets with a lot of confidence, and he might have found one there with Alpha Oro. Expecting a lot of big improvement there. So make sure you head to littlebirdiepod.com and head to the shop, and you can jump on board Nico's stuff. It's all via the Telegram app at this stage, and you'll get his final thoughts in the last few minutes. He was on fire again at Bendigo last, well, yesterday. He uh, he tipped four or five winners there on top, and he found a $20 winner. So big, big value there. We're going to push across to the Top Sport Big Bets. They'll be uh, up on the screen now, but Das, run us through those. Yes, so we have Percy Sykes Stakes Randwick, race four, number 11, Yeeming, 500 at $26. Australian Oaks Ranwick Race Five Number Two Amerilina Two Thousand Five Hundred at Five Dollars Fifty Arrowfield Sprint Ranwick Race Six Number Two Prague One Thousand Dollars at Thirteen Dollars Sydney Cup Ranwick Race Seven Number One The Chosen One Five Hundred at Twenty One Dollars and Queen of the Turf Ranwick Race Nine Number One Probabil at Five Thousand Dollars at Two Dollars Sixty. 
The first one there, the Percy Stikes, Naj Marty goes up for that race. It's going to be an interesting contest. We've sp sort of spoken about the Oaks there. Nico's very keen on Bargain to oppose that one. Uh, the Arrowfield Sprint is a really interesting one there with Isotope lining up in that race and a horse called September Run. So interesting that they're betting around the market there. Any thoughts on any of those early bets so far? Yeah, there just looks some cracking races. Isotope v September Run uh, looks a great race. Uh, September Run's drawn barrier number one, though, so that's probably going to be um, a difficult task for Willow to try and weave his way off the fence, and we, we'll, we'll get to see how good Isotope is. Uh, the Queensland boys on our show, the racing show, mm. they reckon she's the best horse to ever come out of Queensland, so wow. we'll get to see how good she actually is there <laughs> on Saturday racing against a proper horse like September Run, but that looks a great race, and uh, yeah, Ken in the Oaks. Prague's racing really well. Amish Boy ran third in the new market, and he's going around at a huge price in the same race, so mm. that's a cracking race. Yeah, it's interesting. September Run scratch from the big race uh, the other week, and any, any reason from that? Not that I heard. Um, I was in Hobart at a wedding, though, with no reception. So um, <laughs> I wasn't too much in the loop there on Saturday, but I'd be assuming no issues. Uh, maybe uh, press a bit further if you want to find that out there. Mm. Mark Lambord made a little bit of a case there for the chosen one. He's been 21 into 17 there. And then Probabil has got an interesting race in the Queen of the Turf. Probabil's got a the uh, the death ride of all of racing Twitter on her. As so it was. She, As everyone it was. is on her. So <laughs> she's going to be carrying the uh, hopes of the nation there in the Queen of the Turf. <laughs> been a big big show it, uh, it's been a little bit disjointed i've found it very hard to navigate through but uh make sure you follow us at little birdie tv on uh on twitter follow us on apple Podcasts and spotify at bet but dr tv and little birdie tv in the youtube show thanks dk for joining us das and nico it's been a great show thank you hope you're back a winner this weekend and we'll be back next week to preview and review it all 